I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome to another live quarantine edition of Jules and Sarah, the podcast. Welcome and hello there, where, I mean, just to start off by talking about the weather, because it's all, you know, it's all we can resort to. <laughs> yeah. now if it's not watching TV, it's watching the windows, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Ooh, what's the weather doing? It's raining, it's sunny, the washing, the washing's been in, it's been in, it's been in and out, in and out, in and out, honestly. It's relentless. There's you're brave, time. you're brave today doing your washing. Yeah, well, I had no choice. Yesterday I had an incident with a pink shirt and some um, uh, deodorant. Say no more. Yeah, I knew you'd understand. There's a towel because John, when John has a shower, he puts his towel outside to dry off, right? Uh, there's a towel of John's. Does it go out in the nip? <laughs> no. Sometimes, though. He'll forgive me for saying that. <laughs> um, he, he put the towel out... That towel's seen all the weathers. That towel, <laughs> it's been rained on, sleet, sun. That towel is one for Everest. It's ready. <laughs> it's like it's in training. It's like SAS, <laughs> who dares wins for towels. <laughs> that is the Bear grills of towels. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Groins, loins, it's had them all. <laughs> nibbling a bit of Kendall mint cake. <laughs> <laughs> no muff too tough for that towel. Go on, kids. <laughs> Go on, towel. <laughs> da -da -da -da. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> oh gosh, it has. It's been out there all week, and just none. You know, when neither of you are dealing with it, like I'm not. John's not. John's just got another one out of the cupboard. Of course, like, you know. Of course, that towel's really been left to its own. If it wants to, if it wants to get washed, it's going to have to come in and put itself <laughs> in the washing machine. <laughs> that towel. Oh my god! Oh my god! Now I've got to tell you, I've got to update you because I feel like I've done this every week about Stuart Little. Oh my god! It's all I've been thinking about. No, every I time I see a crumb on the top, I'm like Stuart. <laughs> it's the nation is grip. <laughs> so the mice have been coming back in. They've been getting very cheeky, trotting around, generally sort of looking at us like, "What are you doing here?" Um, and so John had the inspired idea that when the girls came last weekend, when John's girls came, they brought the cat with them and they brought, so the cat came 
Arlo. He was gorgeous, heavenly, just sort of basically. In fact, he did want to spend a lot of time in the bedroom. And I was like, no, Arlo, this is a working holiday for yes. you. You get back in there. And you have a look. Don't at take any notice towels. of that towel chilling out there. You will not be chilling here. <laughs> Don't even think about it, Arlo. You've got work to do. And the thing is, I <laughs> I was really worried that he was going to get out of the flat because we're on a main road. And I thought if he gets in the garden and jumps, so jumps up, like it'll be awful. So what we so what I asked the girls to, I was like, you need to put little notes around the place saying where's Arlo so if you go into the bathroom you know that you've got to close the door behind you because yes. like, you've checked in they went a little bit overboard shall we say <laughs> and bearing in mind you know how small this flat is <laughs> and there's about 25 <laughs> of these post-it notes all around the place but then he only stayed so he, Arlo came on Friday and left on Sunday. with his suitcase and coat yeah. <laughs> I've seen it all. I'm, I'm I believe that. you've been expecting me. <laughs> but when he'd gone, it all was a bit sad. It was like, where's Arlo? Where is he? Where's he gone? Left his aura, had he? That's it. Well, I, look, I want everyone, everyone in the Portsmouth crew listening and watching to touch wood. Okay. Say it under your breath. Since Arlo came, there's been not a whisker. Not a whisker of Stuart Little. Nothing. As of yet, as it stands, at the time of recording, there's been nothing. The thing is, when Arlo came, I wanted a bit of a showdown. You know, I wanted a bit of a... Bit of a, a pounce. <laughs> yeah. A crouch in a pounce, you know, David Attenborough style. Yes, of course. The... Behind the reeds, waiting. <laughs> Just what I wanted. I wanted a... <laughs> like that you know I really wanted that sadly we didn't get that they didn't happen unfortunately which was a bit all a bit disappointing <laughs> but um yeah nevertheless like I say at the time of recording Stuart's off gosh yeah, yeah so we'll see we'll see he might have to come back we might have to come back but um yes who can say who can say but yeah it is funny that these there's so many of them. They're on every door and window. Where's Arlo? Where's Arlo? Where's Arlo? Where's Arlo? <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually need a prop for mine. I'll be back in two seconds. Oh, Give okay. me two seconds. I need a prop. <laughs> I forgot it. Sure. I understand completely. Um, I'm just going to sort out my eyeliner here. Um, Arlo needs a care package and thank you note. I'm also in slidey socks. <laughs> oh, what? Which is <laughs> so fun. Um, Very fun. <laughs> What's the prop? <laughs> no, you'll see. You might have seen it just then. So, cast Sorry, your mind back. Cast your mind back to when it was um, a bit tense with Lou Roll. I told you, you're not going to like this. And um, it got like, everyone was buying all the Lou Roll. You couldn't get Lou Roll. Dutch and I had literally just got back from Thailand so we were just like oh god anyway it got a little bit tense for us and we were like we need Spidey Roll this week we need to buy it in that week Dutch went into Marks and Spencer's and came out and he was like is eight pounds on Lou Roll a bit excessive and I was like what <laughs> he was like it wasn't eight pounds but it was expensive and I was like well what is it what is it Dutch 
bought <laughs> rose scented <laughs> loo roll <laughs> from M&S. Possibly crew. I didn't want to ever be the person that talks about loo roll on this podcast. <laughs> it's blown my mind. This it's is blown different. My mind. And I forgot about it because we managed to get a family pack, whatever. I mean, this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is overshare. And anyway, it's made its way to the surface. Yeah. I went to blow my nose on it. This week and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Have I got some sort of essential oil around me? I was like, what's happening? And then I was like, this is so soft. It's at least 24 ply. It's blown my mind. And there's ro it is rose scented loo roll. I can't go back. I can't go back. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God, oh it's blown my mind. I didn't know that. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. M&S? Obviously the M&S customer, well, I mean, Sandra, she. She's back to back rose scent. You blowing your nose going, oh, I'm, I'm in some sort of English garden. <laughs> it was. I was like, hang on, that's unusually soft. I haven't, I haven't to... cut my nose blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, the eight pounds, how many rolls, how many rolls are we talking here? No, stop, two pounds a roll. <laughs> Needless to say, it's been used square by square. Absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's see the design again. Oh, it's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yes, very ornate. Imagine, somebody, imagine being the person who's designed that. Somebody but also, what I enjoyed was that as I blew my nose, I looked down and I'd obviously been taken to English Garden and I was like, oh God, I'm having the full experience. And I was like, what is that? This enabled recall of smells because I was like, oh, a rose. Yes. That's a rose. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you blew your nose, looked down, caught the, uh, the pink and thought, ah! <laughs> <laughs> But also another thing that I would really like to share on the podcast, oh and this is a share before I put it on my story, so you're getting exclusive. Um, now, I have been in food processor gates for quite some time, and I've been thinking about buying a food processor because every cookbook at the moment that I look at is constantly saying, if you have a food processor, use it now. Well, I didn't have a food processor, so there I was with the knife. Chopping finely, chopping finely. Like, if any, if I ever read finely chopped the garlic, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. See, I swear. Oh, <laughs> it's so annoying. So I was like, right, it's come to the point, you know, when we haven't got lots of outgoings at the moment, it's time that I invested. It's time that I really took the plunge yeah. and got involved with a food processor. So I did what any, any person with a good amount of following does on Instagram and I asked the audience Great. what I should get. Perfect. And it literally was unanimous Magimix. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm getting the Magimix. June's had her Magimix. I think she was bought it as a wedding present. It has never let her down. Never. It's I seen am... it all. Well, it arrived yesterday in the largest box ever. I think I've ordered the wrong size. Oh, no. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I'm going to show you the size. If you're listening back to this on the audio, I'm so sorry that you'll miss this. But it's massive. <laughs> this is my hand for scale. Is it just the box oh. that's huge, though? 
Wait, I want to show you here. What I really enjoy oh is the use of the words robust and silent. <laughs> and I said, to, I said to Dutch, I was like, it's like they've sent a revolver. <laughs> also, <laughs> also multifunction and compact box. Yes. Well, Lovely. this weekend will be the great unpacking, so we shall see. I mean, it is a worry that it is called the 200XL there. <laughs> it's, it's the 4200XL. Oh my god. But they are all XL. I think it's just a marketing jargon. But I'm yeah. very excited. Somebody's put here it's a combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am I'm actually opening a little window cafe. Times have got hard. It will be patisseries on the ledges. <laughs> Good morning, Madam. Are you going to the park? You should prepare for a croissant or some roots. <laughs> You've bought an industrial machine mix, <laughs> making, <laughs> making enough meals for school dinners. That's no, well, I was told, because I did actually speak to a representative, and I was oh, told God. that the next size up is for catering, and was it was deemed not fit. And I, I explained my needs and what I would want, and that was prescribed. Yeah. Oh, well, fine. I'm hoping it's a lot of packaging to stop it scratching in delivery, though. Yeah. Might get it out. Might be this. Yeah, doing one carrot at a time. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Now look, should we do a bit of correspondence? Oh my gosh, let's. Now we have had, we have had a phenomenal letter, right? And I just want to show you, look, look how lettery it is, right? Oh. It's like a proper, a proper letter. Oh, and is that, a, is that a seal at the back? Well, it's a gorgeous little sticker that says the best. Look at oh, that. Yeah. A Tina Turner fan, I see. Jolly yeah. <laughs> yes, it's actually from Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> She's been meaning to write for some time. That's it. And I believe this has come from Vancouver in Canada. And there, there's the two little, there's the two little stamps to confirm that. Um, oh, hang on. My love, there's somebody at the door. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this, this really is, we can't pause and record. Look at through the window. That's the best bit about Sarah's flat is that you can literally get access through the window. Oh yeah, that's it. And I have is it June? Of things through the window. That's it. John's on that now. So look, yes, it's a, hang on, I'm going to wait for him to come back in. I'm going to wait for him to come back in because this is a delicious letter and it deserves every bit of concentration. Here he comes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yesterday, I had a platter of brie arrive while I was on a live. It was very awkward. (laughs) I was going like, leave it over there. (gasps) Both for me! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, it's... How nice. Right, okay, here we go. As you were. So, here's the gorgeous letter, right? Now look. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Two sides, two sides. Bed in. Bed in, right. Dear Jules and Sarah, please be warned, this is going to be a novel. I have written out this letter a number of times to try and shorten it, and it has never worked. So I have just accepted that it will be long, and I hope that's okay. I have been a Jules and Sarah listener for about two years. I've always wanted to write in, but never felt I had anything important or unique enough to say. However, then 2020 happened and certain events have shown me that it really doesn't matter if it is important. It just matters that you tell, that I tell you what you have done for me, how much positivity you bring into my life and how much I love you both. Now comes a story. This January, I started my final semester of my five-year double degree program. Since one of these degrees is education, this means I was student teaching this semester. Scary stuff. Going into this year, I was filled with optimism and motivation to do it and do it well. This optimism was quickly shattered on the morning of my first day when my boyfriend and I were woken up by our roommate banging on our door saying the apartment fire alarm was going off. We got up, grabbed our backpacks and opened the door to a wall of smoke so thick I could not see my hand in front of my face. We we ran through the smoke and got out safely, as did the rest of the building, thank heavens. This happened in the early morning of January the 6th and since then the 2020 gifts have just kept giving. I was not allowed access to my apartment for eight weeks after the fire and could not get any of my stuff. Thankfully, my boyfriend's parents were able to take me in for the semester, so I did not have to find a hotel. As if this was not enough, a family member of mine, who my family is very close to, passed away from cancer in March, which just added to the array of emotions I've been dealing with. Then, of course, there is the beast we are all dealing with, COVID-19. COVID has caused my family member's funeral to be postponed, my graduation to be postponed, and my student teaching to be completely cancelled. Safe to say, this is not how I imagined my last semester of school or my 2020 in general. I share all of that with you because through all of this, you too and your positivity has been what's gotten me through. There were days when I felt nothing good was happening and I would wobble badly. 
When these days came about, my boyfriend and I would put on your podcast and no matter how I was feeling before, even if I was crying a river, I would finish the podcast smiling and feeling better. That's what you two have done for me. Through your podcast, you bring me so much joy, love and laughter, always without fail, even during big wobbles. For this, I can never thank you enough. You both inspire me every day to be myself and spread love and kindness. I love you both so much. You're truly wonderful and deserve nothing but the absolute best. Thank you for everything you do and for being your amazing selves. All my love, Cass. P.S. I hope this was okay to send this letter and that it was not too much of an overshare. Love you. Oh. Isn't it gorgeous? <laughs> Isn't it oh, absolutely? No, sad. It's so... I'm glad I've got my rose-scented <laughs> mural here. Oh my God, God, you've got the rose petals. <laughs> that was so nice. Isn't that Look. lovely? Isn't that the most gorgeous letter? And Cass, we just want to send you so much love. I mean, from and from us, and I know all of the Portsloo crew will want to send it you as well. Cass, what a time of it you've had. And I know loads of people... Loads of Portsloo crew and loads of people listening to the podcast will have had to change things, postpone things, and my gosh, everything else in between, and, and maybe worse as well. And we just, yeah, we just love you. We just love you all so much. And we're just sending you, we're just thinking of you. And thank and you. And honestly, Cass, like, if you're, not, if you're not now watching this live, on this live, the comments have been like flying up and we're all together and we all just want to give you a massive cuddle. And if yeah. you're in the Portsloo crew Facebook group, Please make yourself known because we look like there's so much lovely chat and support going on in there. And, yeah. you know, this little community that we have, the Portsaloo crew, we're all trying to help each other out during this crazy time. And if you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to have a laugh with, if you need to like have a chat, then just chat amongst this lovely group because yeah. we are all good, kind, caring people. Yeah. And the Facebook group is so brilliant for that. Absolutely. Oh, love. Sending you all the love, all the love in the world. And I mean, you know, how in amongst all of this, I keep thinking of Ken and Sheila. I don't know why. I keep <laughs> thinking of them up at home, in together, pottering about, finding them, you know, just coexisting in the same space, a bit of gardening, <laughs> nipping out to Waitrose, that sort of thing. They just, it brings me a lot of comfort, <laughs> the thought of Ken and Sheila. Well, all of this. Ken and Sheila, I mean, they are, they are making me laugh because I spoke to Ken today and he was like, I don't know about you, but I'm dealing pretty well with all of this. I was like, well, that's because you're retired, Ken. That's because you're, you're pretty much chilling and you've got a nice sofa and it's all good. He said, um, I said, oh, what's been going on? What are you watching on TV? He said, well, your mum's sick of Ozark, so we've split. He said, <laughs> I said, right. And he said, I'm in one room watching Ozark and your mum's watching Sewing Bee in the other. And then we come back together and go to bed. Do you know, it's John and I. John watches Ozark, I watch Sewing Bee in two rooms. We are, We've, it's happened. We've turned into- You're morphing. <laughs> so then um, my brother, obviously NHS radiologist has said to Ken and Sheila, I don't want you going to supermarkets. I really want to look after you. Yeah. So Nick has organized. <laughs> I bet they love I shouldn't that. laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Nick has organised for a vegetable box delivery to come from one of the local farms. Now, unfortunately, this vegetable box delivery, the first one, was a bit delayed. And so Sheila had to, like, 
quickly go to Waitrose to get the veg in. And then the next day they opened the door and the veg box was there. She said, she said, I couldn't lift it. I couldn't lift it. Your dad had to come and lift it. And now we're just back to back up with potatoes. I was like, oh my God, mum. Yeah, I was going to say that, that's, that says turnip to me. <laughs> so then the next box has arrived early. <laughs> So I spoke to them today and mum was like, I don't have long to talk. I've got to make soup. I've got to roast potatoes. I've got to fill that freezer. She's like, I've been out to get Tupperware. Your, your, dad's, your dad's out to the farm shop now to try and get some, to try and get some coating for these roast potatoes. And I was like, oh my God. So I phoned dad and dad's like, it's bedlam out here. I've been to three farm shops. We can, go, we can go live to Ken, who is down at the farm shop. Ken, it's absolute bedlam out here. <laughs> it was like, it was like your mum sent me out for these dressing for roast potatoes. He's like, I don't even like it. <laughs> so he was like, one farm shop, they were queuing up and taking you orders. Well, I didn't want anybody hearing what I was there for. Another farm <laughs> shop. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> He was like, no chance, back in the car, off. And he He's said, very, very into data protection, is Ken. He doesn't like anybody <laughs> knowing a thing. I don't need you knowing I'm on my semi-skin milk once a week. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was like, he was like, I've finally come to the secret farm shop that not a lot of people have. And he said, it's a bustly woman at the front and you just have to tell her exactly what you need. He said, I've got the coating and I'm driving back now. <laughs> I was like, so at the time of recording, they are in absolute roasting potatoes. The soup's been but done. Yeah. Like, no waste will be happening. Quiche. Yeah. But but that freezer, Ken and Sheila have got three fridges, yeah. one freezer. They're not big on freezing. Sure. They're big on organisation. They are now. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be buying ice anymore. That's for sure. They'll be no. doing it in the little tray. <laughs> John came home with a bag of ice. I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> You've only got a shelf. Don't, honestly. It's, uh, I don't, uh, our fridge is always stayed the same size, but for some reason at the moment, it's never felt smaller. It has never felt smaller. It's literally, it's got a cooked lasagna in and a bag of peas. Well, we're full, we're full. John, John's had to eat a whole tub of fish food. We can't fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Just get it back, John, <laughs> get it back. <laughs> Keep eating it, it's not going back in. <laughs> <laughs> Pupils oh, just God. dilating. <laughs> Fish food will do that, do that to you, John. How is June? June's good. So June, June's keeping busy, keeping <laughs> busy as she does. Now, obviously, because of, of everything, um, her gardener, Gail the gardener, hasn't been able to come. And so June's, June, June's bush over trimmed, is it? <laughs> she said they can't, the, the lawn, she says it's this high. It's like. <laughs> it's like Jumanji over at June's. <laughs> it is like Jumanji. Anyway, she said she popped out and she started doing a bit of weeding and she, she pulled out and she started pulling up these weeds only to realise very quickly that they weren't weeds, they were young hebees, which were newly planted just before lockdown and had spent the whole of last winter growing <laughs> in the greenhouse. She was like, oh. <laughs> like said, I said, what did you do? She said, I pushed them back into the earth with my sheepskin slippers. 
just what Ugg would have wanted when they were designing them. Well, just circulate that toe just to make them perfect for any perforations in the soil. Imagine Gail as well, tending them, talking to them, moving them, bringing them on. Now it's time, popping them in, making their safe. Goodbye to June. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But I, so I spoke to both my nans yesterday. Now we've talked a lot on the podcast about Nanny Lula. Nanny Lula's the one who microwaved a pension. Who's June's mum? That's June's mum. And then I've got my other nan. So I've got my other nan who's Nanny Jean. And so I spoke to her yesterday and I was telling her about Stuart Little and she said, you won't believe it. She said, I've lived in this house for 60 years. And she said, and the other night in my bedroom, I saw a mouse. I said, Nan, I can't, she said, I couldn't believe it. She said, it went along the skirting board and out onto the landing and I don't know where it went after that. I said, I feel, I feel you, Nan. I know exactly what you mean. So anyway, she got these little traps, not the ones that hurt you, you know, the ones that they go in and then it tilts and then you can, you know, go off and Dispose go run them. around next door and give them, throw them in there. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> she put a bit of chocolate, because apparently they love chocolate, she put a bit of chocolate in this trap, right? Left it out overnight, went away. She said she came back, there was no mouse and no chocolate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, oh, oh no. So she said she got another bit of chocolate and she pushed it right up into the far end. So they would definitely tilt and, and, then, and then be in there. And she said, <laughs> to secure it in place, she put the sellotape over the top of the chocolate, right? It's quite an intricate affair, isn't yes. it? Yes, oh, definitely. Anyway, she put them out. She came back to them, right? She came back to them. And she said there was no mouse, no chocolate, and the sellotape had been screwed up into a little ball. At least these mice have got etiquette. Yeah. They're very neat. <laughs> Walnut whip next time, please. Yes. Oh god, it was very funny. Now, will we do will we do a bit of news from the north? Oh my god, let's. Now mine is an old news from the north, but it is so good. And this actually is a news from national news. This comes from a the Daily Mail. Oh, gosh. Hang on a minute. While you tell this, I'm going to go and turn the oven on. You Sure, on. yeah, you get preheating, doll. Right. Um, two frisky pigs caused travel chaos after clambering over a 17th century wall to mate and force enclosure of busy road. Yes. Two naughty pigs have been blamed for destroying a 17th century wall after repeatedly clambering over it to mate. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your bit of chip <laughs> Um, council chiefs claim Wilbert and Rosie Gloucestershire old spot pigs caused the closure of a busy commuter road after part of the wall crumbled and the rest was found to be structurally unsound. The pig's owner, Rob Needs, has been told he is to be billed for its repairs. <laughs> Bristol, Bristol City Council sent a letter to the wall's owner blaming to some of the damage on the Gloucester old spot pigs, uh, which claimed had clambered over the wall. God, Rosie. Well, well to get over it, I don't think I could clamber over that wall. <laughs> when needs must. 
Then she just wanted some, Rosie just wanted some privacy. I can't fault her. Rosie, two and a half, has recently given birth to a litter of eight cute piglets. And it is believed her rutting with eight-month-old, 18-month-old Wilbur may have weakened the wall and caused rubble to tumble onto the busy bypass. I mean, what were they doing? There's a lot going on here, isn't there? <laughs> the busy bypass. The use of the word rutting, that's what's thrown me. Yeah, yeah. Rob Rob claims to put his pigs on the di on the disused piece of land next to Cruise Hole Road in the St George area of Bristol to scare away um, scare away other people who've been parking nearby. He said, "To blame my pigs for damaging the wall is ridiculous. That wall's been there for centuries. How can two pigs bring down a wall? I've actually been trying to get hold of the company that owns the wall for two years to ask if my if I can keep my pigs there." What makes it worse is that Wilbert was given to me to look after by the council after they found him as a stray wandering along the riverbank. The 52-year-old added, Cruise Hall Road is a problem area and anti uh, for antisocial behaviour. We've had three lots of uh, antisocial behaviour here in the last few months and a rave was held <laughs> at an empty factory on the road causing all sorts of problems. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I might have been there. There's actually. so much here. There's so much here. There's a pig that's been come to him by the council. There's yep. the centuries-old wall that he, he's been trying to find out who owns it. Correct. There's a rave going on. There's a Correct. bypass down below. And there's in the middle of it, there's, there's Wilbert the pig. And Rosie on all fours getting rutted. That's Rosie. what's happening here. I mean, Rosie, pray for Rosie. That's... <laughs> pray for her trotters. As a last resort, I put my two pet pigs on a patch of land near my house to stop travel um, to stop uh, people parking there. I have now been told by the company that owns the wall that my pigs are to blame for its crumbling state and I'm going to get billed for repairs. Frankly, I think that's ridiculous. I don't understand how a pig could damage a wall. I do. I do. I mean... <laughs> I do. He added, the piglets were conceived when they were on the land behind the wall, but I can't see how that could have stood up on top of the wall. There were triangle stones on top. Why would a pig want to stand on that? <laughs> <laughs> and well, that is a fair point. <laughs> um, managing director of the council wall said, uh, Robert Roland Finch said, the letter uh, said... The letter sent said part of the problem was that a pig had climbed on top of the wall. Our solicitors are now pursuing this <laughs> further. We are compelled to repair the wall and it is the council that is asked to do this. Um, and the council will be shutting the road. Um, council spokesperson Kate Har um, Hartis. From the council's perspective, part but certainly by no means the majority of damage had been caused by a Gloucestershire old spot pig climbing on part of the wall. So Rosie's been climbing right up on those walls. I mean, it does sound like it's all in hand, which is the good news. And at the end of the day, Rosie got pregnant. She had her piglet. She got what she wanted. She got it by hook or by crook. Yep. She climbed that wall, spread out and got rotted. Yeah. And it does sound like she's getting a lovely new wall for her troubles. So it's all worked out well. Actually, <laughs> she's sat, she's sat in that sty painting those trotters. Like, <laughs> yes. mm, mm, mm. She's like, mm, that wall's got to go. That could do with an update. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Wilbert. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my news from the north is if there's one thing that we really appreciate on the podcast, it's a scarecrow festival. Oh, very you. much so. And this is from the Nutsford Guardian. Top scarecrows will scoop prizes in gooseberry competition. Children are being encouraged to get creative and enter the gooseberry scarecrow competition. There, more than two, there are more than £200 worth of prizes to be won, and entries can be submitted until May 24th. 
There will be a week of public voting, which will close at midnight on May the 31st, and the winners will be announced on June the 1st. Really just to break that timeline down. Andrew Shanahan from the organisers said, we've all been disappointed with the, that the fun events have to be cancelled this year, perhaps most notably our Goostery Rose Day Festival. However, one of the keys to getting through this situation is to focus on what we can do. The village has run scarecrow competitions before, and it seemed like the perfect time for it to make a return, as we all search for things to do at home and things to enliven our walks around the village. To see the entries, visit lovegoostery.com slash scarecrows there is one entry per household and your scarecrow must be visible from the pavement until the end of the competition. To enter, you must live within a 2.5 mile radius of the Goosery Post Office. The main prize will be chosen by a public vote. Additional prizes will be offered by local businesses. Take photos of your scarecrow, send them to lovegoosery.com scarecrows and you could submit up to three photos of your scarecrow. It may be closed to all but a handful of children of key workers, but Goostery Community Primary School is determined not to miss the Village Scarecrow Contest. A display of pupils' work and play appeared in this old schoolyard fronting the main road to the <laughs> delight of residents taking their lockdown walks. Staff have also erected a banner saying how much they miss the children. <laughs> the giant rainbow banner outside the school in praise of the NHS has been joined by mini rainbows joined by the pupils. Lovely. Now, there is a particularly <laughs> hilarious entry, which has already gone up, which is a scarecrow, and it's called the Pandemic Mum. Now, the Pandemic <laughs> Mum, uh, I'm going to show you. She is in pyjamas. She's holding a can of Guinness and a bar of dairy milk. And there she is. There's the picture. Good heavens! <laughs> and uh, an odd choice of clothes with them being flesh-coloured. That, that's what really threw my mind. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot to take in there, isn't it? So, um, Have yeah, you been to a Scarecrow Festival? Pardon? Have you been to a Scarecrow Festival? I feel like, yeah, well, you can go past them, can't you? And you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, wait, I see. <laughs> it's really odd. My grandma used to take us to one in the Yorkshire Dales and we'd go and you walk around this village because I saw somebody commenting, I don't think we have these in Belgium. You probably won't. <laughs> this is all in, this is moving into whack the rat territory. And scarecrow festivals, you do walk around and there's just lots of scarecrows in people's gardens and you're like, yeah. oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. While you were talking, I was thinking, oh, I bet I could just stuff a bit of hay in Dutch's arms and just yes. put him in the garden. Do you know, he'd be a terrific Wurzel Gummidge. If ever there was somebody to play, you should look out for that in the local Amdram. <laughs> now, Jules, do you want to play Would You Rather? Yes. It is, once again, a who would you rather be in lockdown with, okay? So who out of these three would you like to self-isolate with? The options are Tim Westwood, Tim Vincent, or Tim Minchin. <laughs> Tim Westwood, the uh, radio DJ, <laughs> Tim Vincent, the former Blue Peter presenter, or Tim Minchin, the clever pianist man. Now, Tim Westwood is somebody that I used to know when I lived in Australia's Godfather. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently, he's he nothing like, like his, at all. no, he's nothing like his radio persona. He's <laughs> from a very well-to-do background and he's like completely different. I, I can, I can believe it. I can believe it, him stepping out and getting out of all those, getting out of those tracksuits after a hard day's work, popping on some lovely chinos and pouring himself a little gin gimlet. I can just imagine it.
Um, and Tim Vincent. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know how I've had some situations in my time? Oh, yes. Um, I was once um, an assistant at this company and they needed... <laughs> they had booked Tim Vincent to be a presenter on stage and interview this celebrity. Um, and this celebrity was endorsing a haircut line. <laughs> and they said to me, two minutes before this all was supposed to happen, would you mind introducing Tim Vincent on stage? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so, great. great. So I had to get on stage and literally do, and now, ladies and gentlemen, this evening, please let me welcome to the stage, Tim Vincent. Great. Of which I was like, what am I talking about? Tim then sat down and I sat at the back and he sat down in his, his um, he was in a suit. <laughs> and his suit legs <laughs> rose up a bit in his suit to reveal that he was wearing white Adidas sports socks underneath this suit, which I found very unforgiving <laughs> and lots of people in the background in the crowd were going have you seen Tim's socks <laughs> so but I I just don't know if I could ever go back to seeing Tim Vincent again I find Tim Westwood quite irritating and Tim Minchin very irritating my oh, brother really? loves him but oh, I'm not a, I'm not a big right Tim Minchin fan really no, really. Well, maybe I would be. I'm going to pick Tim Minchin because I know the least about him. I've also got no connections to it. And the more you drink, oh, the more fun you'll have with him, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And very good on the pi oh, very good on the piano. You yeah. do. Know, you do know I like to be serenaded. So. Yeah. Oh, nobody could serenade you like Tim. He can rhyme <laughs> anything with anything. He's a genius. <laughs> so you're going with Tim Minchin. I'm going with Tim Minchin, Fantastic. yes. Fantastic, absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> we absolutely adore you. We, we love you. We love you so much. We love you for watching live. We love you for listening on the podcast. We love you for sending absolutely amazing letters like Gorgeous Cass has done. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you can write to us. We would love to hear from you. The address is... The Port Salute Crew HQ. PO Box 66. 747 London MW5 9GH We would love to have you And um, we do always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week What have you gone for? I've gone for a word this oh, week fun. Um, it, And I can't remember if I've had if we've had it or not but I thought well I'll just I'll just throw this in YOLO Widdershins Widdershins, if we've had it, I can't remember what it means. <laughs> this is another way to say something is moving counterclockwise or something is moving in the wrong direction. It is much more it is a much more fun way to say counterclockwise and is most likely something you, you heard one of your grandparents or great grandparents say. Most people do still use it in many poems and newly published books. Gosh, so for something going in the wrong direction, all I can think of is Water running in the wrong direction. Got a feeling it's a mixed up sign. <laughs> so they didn't use the word widdershins. Didn't fit with Cheryl's lingo, that, that one. I think that, yeah, Nadine couldn't, she just couldn't quite get Nadine it. Nadine couldn't get it out. Not, Water not with that <laughs> Oh, God loves. Oh, oh my Nadine. gosh, this is absolutely, this is glorious. We love you so much. Oh, we, we have had it. Someone's been oh. like, yes, I remember that word. Anyway, <laughs> it, it was either that or gubbins or collywobbles. 
Well, something for next week, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you so much for watching. We adore you. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.